0: Hey, everybody. Nathan King here with the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody of our promo we have running right now with our sponsors, Home Field Apparel. You guys can go to homefieldapparel.com and new customers can get 15% off their first purchase with the code Auburn Undercover. That's Auburn Undercover, all one word, all caps. If you guys don't know, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what Home Field Apparel is, it's a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. It's incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs, including a lot of really, really cool Auburn stuff. You guys know better than anybody that Auburn's got some really cool old logos and designs from back in the glory days. And so they've taken advantage of that and gone back, made some really creative sweatshirts and T-shirts and even some joggers. You guys go check it out, home field apparel. Dot .com they just launched a new auburn shirt on October 9th that's honoring auburn's first national championship season back in 1957 what they did was and homefield goes back and they dig through all kinds of old archives in order to find the coolest designs they can they can get their hands on they went back and found a postcard that was from that 1957 team that auburn sent out and has a picture of an old obby holding up the Associated Press 1957 National Championship Trophy. So if that sounds cool to you, you guys can go to homefieldapparel.com and get that on a t-shirt. And you can get 15% off that purchase if it's your first purchase. Again, the code is Auburn Undercover, all one word. That's Auburn Undercover, all one word, homefieldapparel.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King coming at you guys with some immediate reaction from Auburn's opening night win, Auburn men's basketball, beating Moorhead State inside Auburn Arena 77-54. It is 1230 in the morning. I had some stuff to do when I got home and just wanted to kind of write out my stream of consciousness from the game. Didn't want to miss anything, forget anything from what we just saw inside Auburn Arena. So, gonna bring you guys a quick reaction podcast to talk about the Tigers first win of the season. Um, so they beat Morehead State by 23 points inside the arena. Uh, Wendell Green Jr., if you guys did not watch the game, certainly um, had the biggest performance for Auburn 19 points in his debut. That's the Eastern Kentucky point guard transfer. Three assists and then most importantly zero turnovers. Um, if you guys missed it after Auburn's exhibition game against Southern Indiana, Um, Bruce Pearl was not very happy with the production out of his point guards. That would be Wendell Green Jr. and then Zepp Jasper, the transfer from College of Charleston. Those are the two guys kind of running point right now. I think the Georgia transfer, Katie Johnson, will run some point um, in a pinch later, as uh, will Alan Flanagan maybe when he gets back kind of later in the season around the beginning of SEC play. But anyway, both of those guys uh, did not run the offense very well in that exhibition game. And Bruce Pearl went as far to say that the starting group really, um, dating back the last few weeks, Auburn played uh, UAB in a close scrimmage a few weeks ago, and he said even dating back to that, um, this starting group, which is both uh, both Green and Jasper, Jasper, Jasper starting at the off-guard position, um, Devin Cambridge starting at the three, Jabari Smith, the five-star freshman starting at the four, Walker Kessler, the North Carolina transfer starting at the five. He said that group has really not performed very well as a unit, and he considered changing things up. He said after the game, on Tuesday, that he threatened them with their jobs. This was his exact wording, and he said, "You know, sometimes when you threaten people with their jobs, they tend to uh, they tend to respond in a positive way. They tend to, you know, get a little scared, and so they uh, they they kind of turn around the next game and have a little bit more of an urgent performance. And certainly, um, they had that today. Forty five points from Auburn starters. Another good bench performance. Um, Auburn's bench was really strong in the exhibition game. They had thirty two points." So a pretty even split. That's what you like to see. 45 points from your starters and 32 points from your bench players. Um, The sixth men for Auburn off the bench, the the kind of the important players, Katie Johnson, who I kind of get the feeling he might enter the starting lineup a little later in the season. Just his energy on both sides of the ball is unbelievable. We'll get into that a little bit later, but he had 12 points behind uh, Wendell green and then Jalen Williams had 10 points. So how did it go down inside Auburn arena? Well, first of all, um really really great atmosphere this was the first packed out home game for auburn in 615 days you have to go back all the way to march 4th 2020 auburn lost at home to texas a&m i believe that was the no it was the it was the home finale of that season i remember they played tennessee a few days later on the road i think samir dowdy had like 35 points and auburn won that game in the regular season finale before obviously scc tournament was cha- was canceled NCAA tournament was canceled. Everything obviously went downhill when COVID first became a thing, but so Auburn had not played in front of the jungle since then. Obviously last season, there were fans in the building, but capacity was extremely limited. Nobody was anywhere near the court. Um, Obviously that's, that's what makes Auburn arena um, such an intimidating and fun environment. It's the smallest arena in the sec. And so the fans are kind of right on top of you. And Bruce Pearl said after the game made such a difference. Um, Players were, clearly feeding off of it, and Auburn got off to a hot, hot start on both sides of the ball. Auburn led by as many as 29 points about eight minutes into the game. They uh, opened up with a 35-6 to lead, um, making a lot of their shots on one end. Um, I believe it was like a 6-for-10 start from three-point range, which is what we've come to expect from a good Auburn team. Um, But it started on the defensive end. Boy, this Auburn defense might be a problem. I, I wrote this in my takeaways immediately after the game. This Auburn defense might be a problem in the SEC. I mean, I know this is the, just the first game of the season. Uh, look, Morehead State's a good team. They returned seven players off a team that made the NCAA tournament last year, and they've got the preseason player of the year in the Ohio Valley Conference. But this defense was nasty um, inside and out. They hit a bit of a lull there um, in the second half, and uh, Pearl said that they sort of succumbed to fatigue. But when they were uh, when they were hitting their stride, they were they were absolutely locked down because you've got really quick hands. Um, from the backcourt players. Uh, Zepp Jasper was, was recruited out of the transfer portal almost exclusively because of his defense. Um, Katie Johnson has really impressed me with his defense going back to the exhibition game, really all offseason watching him in practice. He was a guy that um, was one of the highest you know, efficiency scorers in the SEC at Georgia last year in terms of like a per 40 minutes uh, rate and his efficiency metrics. But boy, as a, as a defender and as a passer, he's been very impressive. As well, uh, Wendell Green Jr. did a good job. And then really just Auburn's got a lot of length on the perimeter. I thought Jabari Smith, the freshman, boy, he's got a lot of length and he's able to kind of switch inside and out. You know, He's starting at the four right now um, for Auburn, but he's able to switch inside and out and defend people with his length on the perimeter or just be a you know just be a power forward and defend guys on the inside. He gives up a lot of weight. Um, I'd be surprised if he was 230 pounds. Um, he's like six foot nine, six foot ten. Really, a, kind of still a lanky freshman, but um, did a good job both on the inside and the outside. Auburn had let's see here one, two, three, four, five different players that had at least uh, two steals in the game. Jabari Smith led the team with three steals, and you had Zepp Jasper, Walker Kessler, Katie Johnson, and Dylan Cardwell, the backup center, all with two steals a piece. So that goes to that kind of speaks to the, the the quick hands by the defense. I mean, really, they were just all over it. And look, the officials were letting them play. I think that might be a big part of Auburn's identity this season. Um, There were a couple hand checks, but I mean, every time uh, the opponent was coming up the floor, every time the Eagles were bringing it up the floor, Katie Johnson or or, or Zepp Jasper um, were pressuring him the whole way up. And and Jabari Smith a couple times on the perimeter was, was all over guys trying to bat the ball out. Chris Moore had a good game on the defensive end as well. And so um, the officials were letting them play and that's kind of, kind of be key, but, Um, One place where it doesn't matter if the officials are letting them play, as long as they, you know, are good enough to call clean blocks, is the inside. Where boy, it's going to be tough for teams to get past Walker Kessler. Um, He had five blocks in his Auburn debut. That's the seven foot one center from North Carolina. Played twenty five minutes. He's now Auburn starting center. Um, Scored only six points. I think his offensive skill set is going to need a little bit of work. Um, He went zero of four from three point range, and that's something that um, I'll be interested to see how that progresses over the next few weeks, because that was such a big draw about him as a recruit was the range he had as a stretch five player. And he I believe he only took four. I think that's as many three pointers as he took at North Carolina, all of last season. Yeah. Only, only four three pointers all of last season at North Carolina uh, because Roy Williams and the, the Tar Heels didn't really want him to do that. And so he comes to Auburn Burst Pearl says, yes, of course, you know, Chuck up those three pointers. Um, And so maybe he was just having a bad night, but he just didn't seem overall very comfortable on the offensive end. Um, And that'll kind of, you know, that'll grow as the season goes along. But boy, on defense, um, we already talked about how he had a couple steals, only one turnover I thought was good to only one foul as well. He was really efficient in his 25 minutes. He was plus 21 for the game. That's the second highest number on the team behind Devin Cambridge, who had the junior, one of Auburn's most experienced players. He shot four of seven from the field with 11 points. He was plus 23. On the game, so good showing for Devin Cambridge as a starter taking over for Alan Flanagan at that three position. But Walker Kessler, no, five blocks. Um, he had four blocks in his first 11 minutes, um, of the game, which is pretty absurd. I think his block rate on the game, let me go look here. Gonna write a little bit more about him later. Um, I guess once I wake up in the morning, but yeah, his block rate on the game was 19.5 percent. So basically, for almost one fifth of the defensive possessions he was on the floor for, um, he was able to block a shot um, and a steal rate of 4.7% as well. So a uh, really impressive performance for him on the defensive end. Um, it's worth noting that I think the biggest, I think defense will be a really big strength for Auburn because also uh, of their ability to kind of transition it. When the bench comes on the floor, Auburn had a lot of energy. Um, they were feeding off the crowd. They had a lot of energy on the defensive end. And that did not drop off um, on the defense. I think Dylan Cardwell is in for a really successful second season at Auburn. He reminds me so much, um, I was saying this to somebody at the game, he reminds me so much of a, like a Horace Spencer type. He, he's not going to play um, an exorbitant amount of minutes, although Horace Spencer kind of did when he got into his senior year. But as a younger player, um, kind, of, kind of defending the front court and being a good defensive player, um, not going to score a bunch for you. He was really, really good, played with a lot of energy. Um, And, you know, when you've got a guy like Walker Kessler in the middle, a seven footer, um, that's going to be able to defend the rim so well, having a guy in Cardwell, well, it's where it seems like maybe the defensive production won't drop off too much when Kessler goes to the bench as the backup center is going to be really big. Um, Cardwell had a block in the game. He had two steals. Um, his block rate was also really high. He didn't play that many minutes. How many minutes did he play? Um, his block rate was 8.1%. So every of every defensive possession, he was on the floor for, he played 12 minutes in the game. Uh, Stretch acting bola only played two minutes. It doesn't seem like um, he will be a primary member of this rotation. I think Bruce Pearl might only go with a couple centers. So it'll be interesting to see how this rotation plays out um, because Lior Berman played seven minutes. That's the walk on. Um, I do I don't think Bruce Pearl's ideal rotation is for Lior Berman to play seven minutes. And so he's still trying to figure things out. Um, you know, this is a good Morehead state team. Again, uh, returned seven players from an NCAA tournament team. And they were able to, to kind of get back into things there in the second half. They used, uh, I don't know exactly what the run was, but anyway, they scored 17 of the, the first 28 points of the second half. You'll remember me saying that Auburn had a 35 to six lead in the first half. Morehead um, state out rebounded Auburn actually in the second half. Let me see exactly how many um, they did. Let me see here, Kind of dropping the ball on y'all by uh, by hitting a lull here. Um, let's see, 23 to 16 was the rebounding advantage. I just wanted to I wanted to find that one um, because I thought that was important. Again, Bruce Pearl said that Auburn sort of hit a lull, um, succumbed to fatigue. A little bit and sort of the energy from from the first half wore off obviously he would like to see that extend throughout an entire game but when you're going to play with that kind of defensive energy and and rebounding for 60 65 percent of an opener um that's pretty impressive and the offense only went into a lull for Auburn for about four or five minutes Morehead State started to chip away um they came within 14 points in the second half but that was it Auburn then used a 10-0 run um helped again by a couple window Green Buckets to be able to extend the lead back to 20 plus and then didn't look back after that. So really good first win for Auburn inside Auburn arena. Um, a couple, let me see a, a couple more notes here. Um, there were some injuries for Auburn um, that don't look like they'll be lingering. They were just injuries as in they happen um, to a couple key players. Uh, Jabari Smith went down, was on the, was on the court for a couple minutes um, grabbing what looked like uh, his left calf is some, some somewhere on his left leg seemed to be bothering him. Um, he sort of hobbled to the bench, helped by a trainer and then stretched it out while he was on the bench. So obviously that was a concerning injury You know, he might be Auburn's best player, uh, probably is Auburn's best player. He's going to be a top 10 NBA draft pick in only the first game of the season, but he's fine. Uh, he came back on the court like five minutes later. And then another injury uh, speaking, of, I believe it was right when Jabari Smith was about to get back on the court. Um, Katie Johnson collided with a Moorhead State player under the opposite basket. Both he and that player, I can't, I couldn't figure out exactly who that player was for Moorhead state. Both he and that player were down. Uh, Katie was down for like three or four minutes. The Moorhead state player was down maybe for five, five or six minutes before getting up. Um, But Katie looked like he was in a lot of pain, but he, but he got up and kind of brushed it off. He was able to walk to the bench under his own power. And then I was kind of watching him for the rest of the game on the bench. He was obviously being treated. But he looked like he was fine. He was kind of, he was cutting it up with teammates and, and moving around, getting up and, and cheering when the walk-ons went in and then scored a couple baskets at the end of the game. Um, so really his body language, he looked totally fine. And then uh sure enough, get around to talking to Bruce Pearl after the game. And Bruce said, Yeah, he's totally fine. Um, you know, just took a took a hard, took a hard hit and he'll probably be a little sore tomorrow. His knee will be a little sore tomorrow. We'll see if maybe his minutes are reduced. Uh but he only played 13 minutes. Or excuse me, that that was in the second half, played a lot more than that. Played twenty five minutes in the game, so we'll see if um, his minutes are maybe reduced on Friday against Louisiana Monroe if he and Jabari Smith are dealing with a little bit of stingers. But other than that, seemed like uh, seemed like they're fine after a couple uh, a couple minor injuries. So yeah, just wanted to come to you guys with this quick recap of Auburn's win again seventy seven to fifty four over Morehead State. Auburn shot forty six percent from the game. They got out to a hot start from three point range um, and then really cooled down. Down the stretch, shot only 9 of 31, 29% on the game. Uh, they only went to the free throw line seven times. Uh, they missed their first three free throws of the game. Um, and then they came back. And last year, y'all remember how how uh, how poor Auburn was at free throw shooting at times. They were able to come back and make uh, their next. Excuse me, they missed their first three of the game. Um, and they were able to come back and make their next four at the free throw line. 17 turnovers for Morehead State. Again, that Auburn defense was really impressive. It took... I don't know how I missed this. It took Moorhead State 7 minutes to score their first basket. That's how uh that's how rattled they were on defense and I think that's again that's going to be the identity for this Auburn team is quick hands on the perimeter really uh Walker Kessler called Auburn's guards after the game uh, a bunch of pests out there and so they really do play like that particularly Zepp Jasper and Katie Johnson are really really fast on the perimeter and then, uh, and then again I was I was really impressed with Jabari Smith's um defense and his length defending some smaller players but they were clearly rattled um, and started taking some bad shots because shoot, every time they went, every time they went into the paint, um, it seemed like Walker Kessler was sending one back every time. Um, and Kessler's defense just so impressive. I mean, obviously he's a tall player, uh, but not every player who's seven foot one is able to get up and block shots like that with the kind of awareness that he has. And um, he barely even jumps. I mean, he doesn't, or when he does when he blocks, but I'm saying like when somebody shoots him a pump fake or starts to give him a move in the post, um, he stays low to the ground. Um, he doesn't jump for anything because he, he doesn't need to jump for anything. He knows he's still got the length advantage. Um, and so I'm really excited to see when he starts getting up against some SEC big men later in the year. Those are going to be some really fun matchup, matchups on the inside. Seems like Auburn has a really, really big, you know, just kind of a tree of a defender there. That's going gonna, gonna to be able to, to make for some good defensive game plans. Because, again, uh, Bruce Pearl said that took away their three-point shooting. When you can't have a good inside-out game because you're afraid of the guy under the rim, Um, teams aren't as scared of your ability to kick it back out for a three-point shot and so um, morehead state shot only they made only five three-pointers on the game shot five of 18 and then uh, 12 steals for auburn again an impressive defense defensive performance especially early on in the game where they uh didn't allow a basket for for seven minutes morehead state didn't score its first points came at the free throw line like five until like five minutes into the game um so they fed off the energy in the jungle it was really really exciting to see um that home crowd back and you know something we kind of forgot about last season it just kind of wasn't really a thing was home court advantage um i think in basketball for auburn you've seen that that matters a lot really if you save you know if you, with the exception of last year where obviously auburn wasn't a very good team overall last year but if you if you take out last season auburn's home record um since like 2017 or, or so it's just unbelievable uh, i believe they only lost like four or five games. At home since then had a couple seasons where they only lost one game between two seasons at home and so if Auburn is lucky that home court advantage will return this season because obviously the SEC is stacked and you would like to win um, most if not all of your SEC games at home so next game up is Friday night against Louisiana Monroe we will have you guys covered as usual at auburnundercover.com thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of the Auburn Undercover podcast you guys enjoyed it uh, please leave us a five star review. Hopefully, I covered everything. Again, just kind of just kind of running through my uh, running through my my takeaways from the game and everything that I just saw, so that I don't forget about it in the morning. But appreciate you guys listening. Please leave us a good review on um, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. That is the number one thing that helps us out. The intro and outro bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can find him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the next episode, which will be our roundtable that should post on Thursday morning, previewing the Mississippi State game. Um, in football on Saturday inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Looking forward to that one. So uh, until that episode, we will catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.